Well, I'm hoping that someone has put an order in for two kegs of sunshine for the weekend because we're going to need it. It's beer festival time. We're at the University of Sheffield for episode five of the Sheffield Hopcast. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Sheffield Hopcast and something a bit different this time because uh, we are at the University of Sheffield Students' Union, we're in the Rainer Lounge and we're here because, I mean it is, as we speak to you now, it is the night before uh, the Student Union Beer and Cider Festival is about to get underway. Um, so we don't normally kind of talk about it in terms of days, but it's currently Thursday evening. The beer festival starts tomorrow afternoon. Uh, the weather forecast is good. We're all quite excited and looking forward to it. And uh, that's why we're here. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. Uh, for now, though, it's time to, uh, to meet our crew this evening and to find out about... Uh, our respective favourite beers of the past month. So, Adam, uh, what has been your favourite beer of the last month? Well, I've been enjoying all of the small beers after last month. <clears throat> so I've had a quite a few of the, the other Cloudwater ones. Honourable mention to the new one, which is the Citra Mosaic one, which I had oh, on Tuesday. Absolutely really brilliant. But just to pip that to the post is the Whiplash Northern Lights Micro IPA, which is, uh, uh, again, in the 2% range, is 2.8% absolutely brilliant I've never had any of their beers before Re- recently had a collaboration one which is the new gluten free one with uh, Northern Monk but um, really good really look out for that I've not seen any of their beers anywhere before and um, just picked it up from the drafts, draftsman on the Doncaster station yeah you can, you can get them they're, they're stocked by, by a main supplier to, to everyone so we're uh, um, they're relatively straightforward yeah, to look get. out for them Lovely stuff. It did sound like you were going to break into a song by Blink-182 where you like, <laughs> all the small beers. All the small beers. <laughs> all the... Uh, Laura, what's been your favourite beer of the month? I've picked a curveball. Uh, basically, um, earlier this month, I went down to Brew York's second birthday party. Right. Launched their crowdfunding campaign, which has been very successful and is, uh, I think will be coming to a close kind of as this goes live. Um, but they had uh, loads of their own beers on, quite a few guest breweries. They had Mad Hatter, Magic Rock, Electric Bear, um, and a couple of other guest breweries as well. Um, they also had a Hoptail Lounge, which is their beers made into cocktails. So I am picking for my beer, not beer of the month, <laughs> an Imperial Tonkoko White Russian which was their wow. imperial stout made into a, it's a cocktail. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't count, surely. It's a cocktail. It was a pre- cocktail of the month, It was Adam, a predominantly their imperial stout. I think it's 8.5%. It's actually a really delicious beer on its own. Uh, I do love a tonka bean beer, so uh, very enjoyable right. beer anyway. But then they added rum, vodka and cream to it, so and it made me absolutely gleeful. So they have like a bar that they, they specifically mix them? Or yeah. Did they, so who was planned that? Was that their brewers, or was that somebody coming in who... More of a mixologist or something. I like. think it's somebody who works at the brewery. I'm not sure if it's one of the two main uh, guys who runs it, uh, but it's part of their expansion plan is to offer kind of masterclasses and uh, it's just really nice because it's right in the centre of York as well. So it's really good to see that they're trying to do things to bring in the non-traditional beer drinker or just the giddy beer drinker that likes a cocktail maybe, on the side maybe, like me. Maybe we should hear about. <laughs> uh, maybe some people should tweet us their uh, 
beer cocktails. Uh, Suggestions, yeah. yeah. And then you could mention mixologist again. Mixologist. You enjoyed saying that. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know where I dragged that from, but that is a real term. Of course, um, this is the final time that Laura's going to be on the podcast before she joins the Sheffield Cocktail Cast. Jim, from, Jim, from, Jim. From next month. The spin-off show. What, uh, what, what did you think about Jim's performance on the uh, podcast last time? Oh, I did, did be proud. Bless Boy, did all right, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> Thanks for uh, having me back, though. It's nice to be back. <laughs> Sean, what's been your favourite beer of the month? Uh, we're in a university, we're in the student union bar. I'm just going to copy off Laura and I hope I get the same grade. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> she does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm going to go for a, a very modern brewery um, and a modern brew, but not one of their very latest brews. The brewery is Verdant, based down in Falmouth in Cornwall. Uh, uh, perhaps the UK's most sought after brewery in terms of demand for beer currently um, bringing out um, lots of IPAs and double IPAs on a, an almost constant basis um, but one that from perhaps a year ago 18 months ago Verdant Pulp mm-hmm. um, I think it's 8.7 or a double IPA just absolutely luscious and I think for the moment just a touch underrated because it, it, it's been out before it comes back it's been out before it comes back and so can be overlooked sometimes as a result of all the newer stuff that keeps flashing through but just absolutely beautiful double IPA easy drinking beautifully soft perfect for the sunshine this weekend they are knocking out some incredible beers at the moment aren't they they? Are. so the older stuff you're right it is kind of it's sort easy of to overlook forgotten it, isn't it yeah. it's like the you know the child yeah. that's growing up a bit yeah. when the new baby comes along that's it yeah um, Russ is back with us. What's your uh, beer of the month? Uh, this is where I get all the moans and groans. Did I tell you the rule is you're not allowed to pick anything by the Brew Foundation? Oh, you're not, are you? For any new listeners, we should point out that Russ works at the uh, Ecclesall Ale Club. Um, I'll get paid for all this. Owned by uh, the Brew Foundation. who are also up meet the brewer <laughs> this month. Well, no, the reason is, there's two reasons. One, I've not actually tried that many beers. Um, and two... I quite like it. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's it's in terms of how it is as a beer is we've on at the ale club we've had it in keg, cast and bottle now, and I've tried all three and it is different in all terms of three. The keg is more its true true term, um, and I, obviously I like cask beers, um, and I didn't find it as enjoyable in a cask. I find myself going back for another it's one. A keg. Convert. Right. Not quite. Not quite. Right. A little way yet. What's it called? You tell us about a pecker chew. Pecker chew. Because James loves a pun. <laughs> yeah, and the style is... So yeah, it's a double dry hot pail, uh, 3.9%. It's cloudy, naturally hazy. Uh, not off. <laughs> As a few, one person said to us. I said, no, it's meant to be like that. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It's also one at the uh, beer festival as well. It is on the, uh, the beer list for, uh, oh, for the beer festival over this weekend as well. Uh, and it was... Um, I live in Charavale, it was... They were serving it at the Sharavale Market a couple of weeks ago, uh, but I didn't manage to get hold of it then. So it is actually, literally, and I'll hold this up so everyone can see it, it is one of the beers that I have marked in order to try over the course of this weekend. And uh, Laura, of course, at the start of this, gave us all a nice gift from Abbeydale. Uh, uh, I bring the beers e- each week, and, and, and Russ is going to bring us four of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> choose next time. month, the pressure is now on. Um, so it's over to me. Yes, it is. I I think it's been a really good month for beers, and I've got real at the moment. I'm quite obsessed with uh, kind of really hazy, unfined beers. 
which naturally kind of leans towards kind of the double IPAs. Verdant, I was going to mention, have brought some really, really good beers over the course of the last month. I think uh, Wylam have done some really good stuff. Uh, but the one that I had that blew me away the most, and you guys will know what it is because I spent about 10 minutes talking about it on our group chat about how much I enjoyed it, uh, was the Cloudwater Triple IPA uh, that came out earlier this month, which I can't remember the exact title of it, various different letters and whatnot in it, which I'm sure Sean will remember oh as, the, as the expert. Uh, but it was beautiful. It was like a perfect blend of kind of mango with a really nice kind of pine sort of flavour going on there as well and um, it was about nine point something percent but hid it quite well mm. very drinkable and because of that kind of strength the kind of the mouthfeel everything about it was just lovely and I am at the moment I judge beers on when I get a glass of something if I can see my hand at the other side of it I reject it that's a no <laughs> not having that can't, I can't have anything that I can see my hand through. The so, I, I really, really wanted to kind of go for another Wylam, but I think I've done three out of four Wylam beers. Yeah, and like, you would have I'm not, I'm not that, you're you're I'm not that super. I've, I've had three cask Wylam beers for the first time yeah. this one. Um, varying strengths between about um, three and a half to five and a bit. Um, all been absolutely brilliant. Mm. Slightly cloudy again, but oh, I've had the 10% midnight to a bike as mm-hmm. well incredible beers coming out of that brewery still and that's like 10% isn't 10% it? Like, it is and again, absolutely drinkable as hell well. I've got to be honest I thought the what the water wanted yeah I thought they were better I thought that was better I was at the 6% I thought, I thought yeah, yeah. I was, bought them both together from you I think after yeah. the last podcast I thought that's excellent yeah. and I've got to mention that's been on at the Ale Club as yeah, well yeah, or yeah, keg that. that's good uh, and lovely really nice on um, Anybody, on, anybody uh, any honourable mentions just while we're, we're I, w- I would have said Midnight Train to Bike yeah. as an honourable yeah. that's the best um, double figure yeah, so dipper Imperial yeah. I think IPA they sold it as, as a yeah. but that's the best I've had in a long long time I'll echo you in terms of the fact I've had a couple of cloud water smalls yeah. um, there's been two or three new ones hasn't there this yeah. month the big um, secret one was good all really good yeah. I've had a couple of nice gozers this month as well um, Devonshire Cat had a New Zealand collective beer showcase a couple of weeks ago. There's a salt and pepper goes from a brewery called Nomad uh, that I really enjoyed. It was really interesting. Um, and not on the bar that night, but um, that I've had in a can this month has been the Eight Wired Cucumber Hippie. Yeah, I've seen which a few is, people. Uh, but, yeah. so, like, as the weather oh, gets yeah. warmer, I just I've want to fill my fridge with it. It's so nice. I'll throw in the Pineapple IPA by Ashover. Okay. Gets me when you sort of speaking. Cool, yeah. I have had that. That was quite nice. Yeah, that's like, on the six six and a half. Yeah, that's it was on cask. Oh, yeah, cool. IPA. Really nice pineapple I flavors to it. Sean, you was champion a bit rash over it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we're brought them along tonight. So, stuff, yeah. We're, uh, yeah. Uh, and that actually would qualify uh, as one of our beers tonight because our theme for episode five of the Hotcast is fruit beers. Uh, which we thought would nicely coincide with you know, the uh, incredible amount of sunshine that we were guaranteed to get at the beginning of May. It's not exactly worked out the way that we thought it would do, uh, but it was all right for a there few hours this afternoon. was in T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not we're on the Maybe, yeah. I mean, by the time um, people listen to this, it, it might well be kind of hitting the weekend where yeah. the weather forecast is going to be good, so you know, let's just pretend so summer's arrived, we're, we're being very the clever. heating's definitely we're off being at very home, clever. Call that sun. and um, so we're doing four fruit beers tonight. Fruit-based beers, yeah, so you wouldn't fruit call beers. any of these probably a fruit beer, yeah, yeah. 
uh, in in the in the way that you might call Timmermans fruit from Belgium or yep. Sam Smith fruit beers. All of these beers have uh, fruit in them. Uh, uh, so a, a slightly different look at it. What is first on the uh, um, agenda? First up is a couple of cans. We uh, Manchester. I noticed that Manchester uh, got got. Um, Offered up as a uh, by one of our fellow podcasters, Beer O'Clock Show, yeah. uh, did one of their opinions, a uh, little survey last week, um, suggesting that was Manchester perhaps now the the, the UK capital for beer. And uh, I'll not tell you how I voted, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also voted. Uh, All right, yeah, uh, as did the majority actually, I think. Uh, uh, but an outstanding city, I might add. Uh, for beer, uh, but Schindiger Brewery, um, younger brewery in the city, um, made a few waves uh, perhaps about three years ago. They came up with a West Coast Pale, everyone really sort of raved about and enjoyed. Then it looked sort of quieter for a while, but are now back in tall boy cans and, uh, and, and blitzing out, doing a great job, different styles, um, coffee pilsners, but uh, they're very good at the pales and session IPAs with a little bit of fruit in there. Um, they've got one um, with peach in, and we've gone for a bit of mango. Uh, sunshine's out, or it was earlier. We've gone for their Mango Unchained Session IPA, 4.2%. I've had it already myself. Um, from the short point of view, uh, sells really brilliantly. I think there's a little bit of pineapple in there as well. Uh, Slurp it in the sunshine. Looking this is this is perhaps uh, a beer that you, uh, w- without being unfair, uh, uh, you're not necessarily going to say it's a, a real sophisticated beer. It's uh, not lambic. It's not wild in any way. It's just a pale with mango in there that is made for slurping outdoors or, uh, during the the summer months. Mango beers have become. Uh, quite a thing last yeah, yeah. 12 months or so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. a year ago Thornbridge did the yeah, mango, halcyon. mango Halcyon yeah. which I'm sure we'll chat about a bit later on because we've got the latest intonation of that um, yeah. that we're going to try later yeah. Um, and yeah quite a few beers that have got a bit of mango what do you think aroma on wouldn't, that wouldn't, you just, you yeah. just really yeah it's nice it's a nice aroma it's actually more fruit in the aroma than there is taste. In the taste so it's called mango but it does actually also have pineapple it's a pineapple as well but it's it's gone for the mango unchained um, pun for yeah. Django unchained. Correct. Film. There we go. Cracking film. 4.2 session IPA, so yeah, it's nice. Easy. People sort of, uh, I think it's just a, a casual drink. It's a drink where you do a lot of chatting and a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. Not particularly focus on the drink, just have that as your. Your, uh, your additional, your refreshment, and just get on with people. My initial thought for you, James, is that similar kind of to Pogo yep. in sort of its sort of strength and sort of fruitiness. That's, is, that papaya, is that a papaya one? But, um, uh, the wild passion fruit. But you like that, you really like that. Like that, that kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. Sort of. I think um, this is probably not as sweet. Session IPA, there's there's some bitterness. This has got a little bit of bitterness to it, so it's probably got a little bit more balance than Pogo does. But um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it just depends on what you're in the mood for. I I enjoy Pogo as just a really good kind of sat out in the sun. It's just a really sweet beer that is just basically fruit. It's almost not even beer. Um, Whereas this, as you know, it's a little bit more balanced in terms of having a bit of bitterness there. You can 
you kind of taste the still feels the, the like drinking beer, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, uh, again, another potential crossover beer. If Shindigger rolled up at what's a summer festivals yeah. with this yeah. and handed out some tasters to people, I would imagine they would get stampeded yeah. uh, by people who wouldn't necessarily know who they are or, or drink that style of beer. I imagine this is really good on keg, yeah, you know, slightly more chilled. Than what it is now, it's, yeah. I don't think it's a cask beer. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. do they even do much kind of on? I, think I, don't, keg. I don't think yeah. I've ever keg. seen anything keg. personally. Yeah. But, yeah. They do keg, but I don't think there's any cask. But they oh. may, they may do. Yeah, they I may think do. if it's like you know super chilled, mm. like it's just one of them. Like, oh, I like that yeah, refreshing. Been, it has been fully refrigerated since probably yesterday afternoon, but mm. I've been a, an hour and a half away mm. from the shop mm. since, so we're, uh, it's just warmed up a touch. Generally, I like my opinion is like I really like your Timmermans. I really like fruit yeah. fruit beers, and there's somewhere in the middle where where the bitterness of a beer and the fruit kind of are fighting, a are fighting. And sometimes I find them, it makes them taste a bit synthetic. Mm. Mm. And I think this is you could just that. This, no, this is just just into the fruit. This is just over the hill for me. So, right. like, so not quite. So synthetic. I, like, I, I have been critical of things like the, some of the Tiny Rebel stuff tasting a little bit synthetic, even though I believe they're not. But I think it's just where they balance their mm. hot kind of kick to, to the yeah. to their fruit. The I think sometimes it just sits a little bit funny on me. But yeah. I think this is just a on the right side of the fence for me. Okay. I'm not sure I could drink too much of it. No, I don't think there probably are beers that are, mm. uh, you're going to uh, stick... Uh, I don't want four or five eight, of it. Yeah, but I can't think you want an half no, of it. I yeah. box of to drink loads and loads I had a tiny Rebel Peaches and Cream last week oh, and yeah. absolutely adored that drink, but I didn't really want another one yeah. straight away after. I wanted something else. There's a few like that. I think Club Tropicana falls into the yeah. category of yeah. the... That's the one I um, really And that's also, I think, a really good crossover beer. In fact, they did the, uh, the bar at Peddler at the start of April. Uh, and a mate of mine who we actually call him Carling Dave because <laughs> all he drinks is Carling. <laughs> to be fair to him, the last. Is he called Dave years, as well? Uh... It's called Phil. We just find it really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's, he, he has kind of drank some other stuff, but um, I, I, I got him a. He just surprised me, just yeah. buy me something from the bar. Um, so I got him a, a, a pint of Club Tropicana and he absolutely loved yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you know, clearly falling in the category of kind of that sort of beer that is so different to anything that someone that's quite new to it has ever tasted. That's his turning point, James. You could well turn, have turned him in the... He was back on the Carling a week later. Like, Worry. You know. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting for there. The, Slowly but surely. For the benefit of the early listeners, the Club Tropicana was on keg out of the bar stewards on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife loves Club Tropicana. Like I said, it's slightly on my sort of... Has she met uh, Carling Dave? Carling Dave, could no. be, uh... maybe, maybe they haven't met a match to <laughs> Yeah. Made in Club Tropicana heaven. It's not. It's not something. I don't think it's a bad beer. It's just something that quite. Yeah. This is. I think this is just on the right side of the fruitiness for me. Uh, while we are are here at the uh, the Rainer Lounge, then at the um, Students Union, ahead of the launch of the beer festival tomorrow, uh, Russ, you've kind of been going through uh, the beer list to kind of pick out what are kind of the highlights for you. Mm. So what have you come up with? What what are you really looking forward to having? Well, a, a strange, a, more so away from like the, the, the local ones and just sort of highlighted ones that were non-Sheffield, so to speak. The, the Downton one from Wiltshire looked quite good. The Honey Blonde, it'd be nice to see if that has got, you know, a nice little balance of honey for a pale. Uh, it's not too much, it's 4.3, so it's not too bad at all. 
honeybees are quite an interesting case, aren't they? Mm. There's a magic rock one that's just come out in the last yeah, week. Honey or so, double honey. IPA. Honey. Yes. I've got one in the fridge. I've not tasted it yet. Okay. Anyone had it? I've no. not, but I've found that when I've been like a place like Poland and things, they've been quite into their like honey yeah. flavored beers. Yeah. Um, a couple of times I've been that sort of like in Budapest, I think. Like they're kind of like, I actually both times I've been to Poland. Yeah, they've been quite into their sort of. Honey influence beers, but not. It's the kind of thing you don't see a huge amount. Yeah, of. difficult no. to get right. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I can't think of I'm honey not, beer I've fan. enjoyed. No. I think they're just. It's, it's just any beer that has a flavour that's overly cloying, mm. and honey can get mm. that way. That's what I remember. Is it went with the bumblebee? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Which, uh, unfortunately, went with is not anymore. Yeah. There's a brewery in London, which is all right. yeah, yeah, called Hiver, who specialise in honey beers. We've stopped them a couple of times, but uh, and, and sold okay. I've not seen anything of theirs for a while, but they they specialise. One thing I have that I I enjoyed, but I enjoyed it like a tiny bit of. It was you tried the Gosnell's Mead? Yeah. Which is that's on tap in the it's yeah. on in the old workshop. I've seen it in a couple of other bars as well, and it's a hopped mead, mm-hmm. so that's sort of the that's other way around. I think, yeah, it? Um, but it's oh, like it's a salted, yeah, salted mead with hops, so it's kind of a bit of a hybrid beer. But yeah. I actually quite enjoyed that. Like I, I only had a third, and I wouldn't have wanted any more. But right. I don't know if it was the salt in there that just kind of balanced yeah. out a bit of the sweetness from mm-hmm. the honey and um, made it a little bit less overpowering for me. Anything else on there? Uh, there's definitely one I'm going to be straying away from, and that would be the Dragon's Breath chili beer. Oh, which, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah even worse than. I've, I've, I've tried a chili <laughs> beer before, and it, I, I, <laughs> I must admit, I don't get on with chili beers. No, I'm hands. sure we have lots of listeners who love chili beers, yeah, but which is so, fine. Uh, they're, they're all wrong. is oh. one of my favourite beers of all time. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a market for it, but the, yeah. story, the story I've got is that the last last time I went to Sheffield Beer Festival. I had half of this chilli beer to try it. I got halfway through and thought, I can't drink anymore. Took it back and went, tip that down the drain. I can't drink it, it's horrible. It was also the guy who brewed the beer as well. Wait, oh. <laughs> Dave? There's a chilli one yeah. on for, uh, the, there's a Steel City sort of miniature tap takeover. Yeah. Some of the stouts he's done, tomorrow, that's uh, Friday tomorrow yeah. as well. Uh, Emperor, one of those has Emperor, got a chilli beer. Yeah, it's collaborations yeah. with Emperor's Brewery Lost and Lost Industry. Lost Industry. Oh, so that's, that, that will be from oh, when we went. We were there. We were there that, when yeah. we went to yeah. interview yeah. Lost Industry, they were doing... They were saying that they were splitting what they were brewing into about six different beers, and they have kind of. Yeah. I think some of them might have been the star, uh, star is, Stout Wars. Is that what? Yeah, it's Stout Wars too. Right, okay. There's another Star Wars related pun that eludes It was kind of like it was really early days, and so we, yeah. they were, they were kind of very. We're going to split this into about six different beers, and they were, that was about all we knew at the time. But that's going back into. Late, I mean, this was, this was, it was snowing at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was the first ever. It could have been two weeks ago saying that. <laughs> the meet the, the brewer launches tomorrow. I can't believe you're not on the list. To be fair, I mean, uh, as much as they didn't really know what direction they were going in with the beer, I'm not sure we really knew what we were doing in terms of the, uh, well, I, the I, podcast. I think, I think this is enough to claim it as a, our first chef. Popcast collaboration beer. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we're not on the, uh, the the pump clip or the bottle no, label, but we really, know the truth. We, we, know. we yeah, know, we know. That's all. If it tastes nice, you boys were uh, you boys were on it. Uh, yeah, final one for me then is just the lemon drizzle wheat beer by Tickety Brew. Just sounds interesting. It was quite nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. Very creative uh, brewery. Refreshing wheat beer made with real lemons. So 
I did see the Aberdale, the the, the new can that you've done, the, uh, which you've uh, very kindly donated, which is the Nelson's. Is it Sauvin or Sauvin? Sauvin. Sauvin. I always say Sauvin. So it's a 9% Sovin. dipper, but I think they might have it in cans because it's on the list somewhere, not on that one. Um, but uh, one that's on the cask list, which is a local brewery, Blue Bee Brewery, um, I really like what they do with their, as much as they do really good hoppy pails, I always thought they do really good uh, like black IPAs or Cascadian Darks, sometimes they call it. Yeah. So they have their um, uh, black IPA, 6% Planet Caravan. I wish to carry that as well. But I get told to shit. Blue Bee. My wife oh. tells me off for saying caravan wrong. So I'm trying to say it right. right. Caravan, caravan, black IPA, six percent. That's exactly the same thing. <laughs> no, apparently it's caravan. And just, and just, and I'm not, I, I've not actually tasted these beers before, but um, based on um, Laura's obsession with Torside <laughs> and what I drunk at the uh, indie beer feast, there's two on there which I um, put on, which is the I'm so um, bored. Of the USA, which is six percent, uh, not six percent, uh, an IPA, and then there's another black IPA, which is um, late to the party, which I'm going to look forward to as well. Uh, so there's, there's tall side. A, both tall side, yeah. There is a um, what's the the tiny river one? Can you smell what the bock is cooking? Yeah, I'm not a big bock fan. I don't really like a bock, but I would probably have that because of the name. I've got no idea what it means, but I like the rock. <laughs> That's a, that's a good question. It's, it's a German style of beer. It's like a brown. Yeah. A dry hopped bock lager. It's like a brown kind a brown of lager. It can be a bit yeah. smoky yeah. as well sometimes. Talking of beers with puns in the names, that's the one that I've oh. chosen that I would really recommend, which I have actually drunk before, going back to Brew York at their birthday party. The absolutely excellently named Juice Forsyth. <laughs> yes, that's, um, that's on my list. But it's... It's a really, really cracking session IPA, just so drinkable and absolutely packed with flavour, so uh, I'd definitely uh, look out for We have had some juice Springsteen's as well, so yeah, whoever yeah, the ABC. gets the um, I, I, I prefer, if it's a battle of the Bruces, I'd go Forsyth every time. Are there any other Bruces that deserve <laughs> to have a beer named after them? Well, for you, Bruce, Bruce Dyer, surely. Of course, yeah, I'm not sure Bruce drinks. Uh, no, he's, he's very, yeah, very religious. Bruce Banner. Ju- Juice Dyer. Yeah, yeah. Ju- uh, ju- juice, are there any other? Juice Do they all get Jenner. called Juice? Do we just replace Bruce with yeah, Juice? Juice Banner. We'll have a think about it. Let's not waste it. I'm sure there's some brilliant ones out there. But. I think there needs to be a campaign for more beer-related celebrity puns. That should be a theme yeah, one week. Be. Tweet them in. Yeah, celebrity yeah. beers. Oh, the problem is, so they kind of... They sort of need to be dead, don't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, then you've got, got copyright, you've got copyright yeah. issues. Yeah, but then don't, do you have to wait for twenty five years or something daft? I don't think yeah. the Princess Diana <laughs> want to be uh, quite tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Forsyth's not being dead twenty five years. Yeah. Are there yeah. any other words like juice and Bruce that fit together in brewing terms? Do moose and do like a chocolate. No, soup. yeah, we're still on the Bruce though, aren't oh, right. we? Okay. Um, so called, uh, uh, is there a brewery? Brew, that would have Drew. Yeah, mm-hmm. that will be Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew yeah. Barrymore. Brew, 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 Brew Barrymore. You swap them round. Yeah. <laughs> that shit, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah. does anybody actually like a pudding nip? Yes. I do. Yes. Oh, you do? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 I was going to ask that question. Like, how, how many times oh. have you bought a beer on the basis of either A, Purely the name, or be no, purely the never character. The name. Like, I think never the name. So, I, I think, the I think like the puns generally makes me feel traditional beers. Yeah, but then there's the weird ones like I played bass on. Like, you know, oh, yeah, I played yeah, yeah. bass on that yeah. too. Like the verdant yeah. ones, yeah. Are like just kind of like out of 
a lot of those go over my head. Well, there you is. See. I'm 50, so I, I don't wondering. understand. Yeah, they are, they are I'm things. guessing that you get all. No, I don't. Think I don't. <laughs> there is a Brew Foundation. Janet's treat. Yes. Oh yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear in the you'll hear in the, um, the interview that they're very. It's not bad. I know James we, um, too well. Yeah. Shall we crack open our second beer? Second beer of the night, because we've uh, quite a change in style here. We have, yeah. Second beer of the night is a brewery that I uh, absolutely adore. Ashover Brewery. It's just uh, down near to Chesterfield. How far away are they? Uh, brilliant brewery. Janine Head Brewer. We ordered through Brian, Brian Exford, who's a bit of a beer dude and loves his cask around Sheffield and Dromfield and Chesterfield. Um, right now to Nigel, the, the, the guy who delivers, they're absolutely brilliant people and... You have quite a few of their beers, don't we you? Do, we, we, we stop anything that they brew yeah. that goes into bottle, we stock it. Uh, incredibly popular with customers. Says it's a big the, the range is great, um, from little sort of citra pale ales at 4% up to... Um, eight and a half percent raspberry stouts. They do sours. I know they've got some new sours getting launched very shortly. Um, hoppy red ales. They do a beer called Thor Cake. Now I find brown ales very boring and bland and quite dry, which is deliberate, I suppose. But they do one with oats and black treacle, coriander seed, orange peel. Uh, orange peel make it make it interesting. Um, so a great little business, great brewery, great people, and I think their beers and range are, are fantastic. So would you say that, like, I mean, personally, I, I do drink some of their beers and I see them on cask, and it depends on what they are, but yeah. I initially think kind of uh, traditional. Yeah, I think... But you're thinking maybe not I think, well, I mean, their Zoo is a 5.5% Citra Mosaic Pale. Well, that's that's so, fantastic, so it's their best one. I call them... Are, uh, or have done more recently, a traditional modern brewery. Does that get, no, get, no, you I, get I, me I, meaning yeah, on that I, one? Do, to be honest, I think yeah. maybe I've avoided them for a reason, thinking that maybe the, yeah. the 500 mil big yeah. brown bottle, like, the label quite like not super modern, but you know quite clean looking. But maybe does it does that kind of? It's an interesting point that because I've never bought any of their beers just because I am a bit of a sucker for branding. Yeah. And this is relatively new branding, but, but for actually, them, actually. Uh, a brand as a whole, and uh, their branding, yeah, it does seem a little bit traditional. And I don't kind of see a big buzz about their sort of beers in the way that you know we talked earlier about Cloudwater and Verdant and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, at the moment getting everything. Yeah, they right, come, they you know, come the, from the way a, they're doing their a social different, media. A different point of view, certainly. Well, they're tiny as well, aren't they? And, they are. Um, so I think outside of sort of Sheffield, Derbyshire region. They're probably not. I guess they're not very well known. I'm not. Sure. They do the basics well, though, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Oh do. no, absolutely. I yeah. I really rate their beers. Mm. I had to look up what a damson was. I was going to say I thought it was I, a flower. I did. I yeah. honestly yeah. thought it was. Well. Is, it, is it like a plum? It's yeah, like a it plum. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. 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 So I, I understand oh. they do an elderflower pale, for example. They go and pick the elderflowers, go and forage for them near to the brewery. The damsons are the same. Uh, so this I love is that. A, I love that. I this is really, that, that, that authenticness. Is I never yeah. doubted you, Sean, that you'd picked a flower, <laughs> like is, a flower is, over a fruit. Like, um, <laughs> I did have to double. Yeah, check. that would have that would have gone to the judge, wouldn't it? Using yeah, a flower on a, a fruit. Yeah. To I think that's a flower. <laughs> no, so, it's not. It's like a plum. What we've got is a, a, a damson porter. I don't think we've actually mentioned Sorry. the beer quite yet, have we so far? So this is a a, a dark porter, roasted flavours, but uses the plummy damsons. 
Plum Porter by Titanic, of course, that dominates is, the, the, this I'm style sorry, of beer nationally. M- that is miles yeah. better than Titanic. I'll yeah. say, say I, that. I, like, I, I do like Plum Porter. I do, like, I do like it. But it is quite sweet. For a, for a stout, it's got a real sweetness. This is much more balanced. I think this Plum Porter like uses not actual plums. Well, that's the one yeah, I it's, it's synthetic. That's, whereas it's this, synthetic. Well, I think the damsons synthetic. in this, like, you, you can taste that there's actual fruit in there and it's not overpowering though, it just gives a really nice sort of yeah. lift to yeah. the finish, I think. Sean, so you, keep surprising dark, me. <laughs> you keep surprising me with your dark beer choices and I think that maybe it's going to be slightly traditional. You know? Really well, we enjoyed to, them. Like, to like the Little Critters one, Yeah, love that. This one is. I think there are a lot of beers hiding in 500ml bottles. I don't think you necessarily need to like it, be into dark beers to like this either. Mm. I think it's it's fruity enough on either side that, yeah. like, like I said, you said it's, it's really well balanced. It would satisfy a porter really drink, really but would also appeal to someone that, that's it's more a, interested yeah, in the yeah, dance. I'm not a huge porter yeah. drinker. Not, yeah, I, I, I quite like some of the very fancy, complex stouts. Um, so it's just a nice this is not something I, I, would, I would not buy water. this. Yeah. Uh, but having had it, I can see myself. Mm. Um, Looking yeah, definitely, well. definitely being interested yeah. in it. So, yeah. It's actually the kind of beer that could cover quite a few bases because naturally, because it's dark, you know, it's a good kind of like cosy evening in beer. But this would also suit sitting out in the sunshine. Yeah. As much it, as a, a dark beer would would do, it would work pretty well. I think if you close your eyes, I'm not sure I would say it was as dark. I don't know, sure, maybe yeah. I think maybe yeah. I care. It's also like a black IPA, yeah, I think that. They, they know what they're doing with the hops, you see, and they, mm. and they get the smart hops, so there is a black IPA. You get the roast feel to it. I'm not that, I think it may be just I, I don't think it's a porter, I think it's more, I think about it, more a black IPA. Obviously, it's not hoppy, it's not hoppy enough, so I don't think that. I did think that. This is a more technical question, so probably one for Laura. What defines the difference? What defines something as being a porter slash stout, or being a, a black I don't think it's IPA or something, or is it? Is, is, is there no rule? Yeah. Is it just well, hops purely? Yeah, go on, right. An IPA will be hopped a lot, but with the hops given more prominence, obviously there'll still be something stout or a porter. But the main characteristic, uh, probably I'd say, comes from the quality of the water that you're using to create them, and the uh, roasted malts that you're putting in there. Um, whereas the black IPAs, you've still got those roast malts, but the aim is for the hops to still shine despite them being against a background that you wouldn't necessarily. I think in the porter slash stout thing, I don't think it's, there's a definite. I think one yeah. became another one, didn't it? Yeah, like, st- uh, stouts generally, though, now you would say would be a little bit, you get a little bit more mouthfeel from the stout, and a little bit sort of. On the porter side, it's a little bit lighter, a little bit easier to drink. That makes more you get sense imperial sense. porters, which then go up to sort of nine and ten percent, but it's a little bit thinner deliberately compared with a stout. So sometimes porters get a little bit poo-pooed by people because they're comparing them directly with a stout, but the mouthfeel is that little bit thinner deliberately. Porter, a bit more easy drinking, uh, and again, I think the porters back in the day used to used to finish finish their hard work and sink plenty of port I think it comes out with a lot of the London markets doesn't it and Borough market again it's another one where it's like Porter Tavern I've enjoyed it but I don't necessarily want another one I, I would have another one of those yeah. the condition as well of the ash over bottles yeah. is always yeah. excellent great, and yeah. you've given that a proper pour now and will, the condition's um, brilliant I would genuinely look 
to it'll term I, I will look at other ones now. yeah well, like I said I've never shied away from them because I, I do I'm not like a craft kind of guy I will, yeah. I will love a, a good cask beer and I've seen them on cask because it's fairly local yeah. to us but I've never ever thought I'd buy a bottle of it yeah I just I think it's just I don't, like for the similes I don't buy would you buy a North Riding in bottle um, I have done five towns in bottle I've, I, I've I have done, in, in that I have done, but I, see, I think I see them enough. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy North Rider. Yeah, um, that it doesn't really like. Yeah, I'm not a big big drinker of them kind of thing. So like, I'll probably more I go more specialist yeah. drinker, um, unless it's something like a long a long evening or a day thing or something. But um, I would definitely look at something like this if I were thinking about that, mm. like something in the sort of lower strength stuff. What these have done well last year over with Thornbridge dropping from 500 mil to 330 mil, mm -hmm. what probably a year 18 months ago now, a lot of their 500 mil uh, customers are, uh, uh, have, have leaned away from Thornbridge's 330s and Ashover started to bottle about 18 months ago are, uh, and they've, they've just jumped straight in. So a lot of people who were buying the 500 mil Thornbridge now are actually keep coming yeah, back, coming back, well, coming back. That's them. probably a good time for us actually, uh, because we've been talking for, for like half an hour um, to meet our brewer this month, who is uh, another brewery who bottle in 500 mil and have probably uh, benefited from mm -hmm. Thornbridge moving away. Um, a couple of firsts this month. It's the first time we've had a Cuckoo brewery as our uh, meat brewer and it's the first time we've had to do it twice because we got too drunk the first time and the audio wasn't usable. Uh, so this is the slightly more sober version of when I met James from the Brew Foundation. I'm James from the Brew Foundation and also the uh, Ecosol Ale Club. You are the first cuckoo brewery that we've um, spoken to. So, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, just tell us kind of the, the, the story, the history of the brewery. Right, okay, yeah. So, um, first of all, cuckoo brewing, uh, it's also known as gypsy brewing, and basically involves uh, going in and using a, another brewery's equipment when they're not using it. So, it's all above board, they know about it and stuff like that, but... Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a really good way to sort of get into commercial brewing. And I'm surprised that more breweries don't start off this way. Um, so a couple of years ago, I'd been brewing at home for a number of years. Beers were going well. Wanting to sort of, you know, take it to the, the, well, the next step, the first step, I suppose. Um, you know, looked at buying some kits, looked at buying a, looked at buying a, a brewery that was closing near Manchester. Um, and um, because of... of Although I live in Sheffield now, I'm originally from um, near Crewe in Cheshire. Uh, I knew the guys from a brewery called Winkle, um, which is just past Buxton. It's about an hour from here. And uh, talking to them about it, they said, well, why don't you start off by cuckoo brewing out of here? And, uh, and it worked really well. So, yeah, two years on, still at it. <laughs> Quite a unique setup, your brewery as well, because it's effectively yourself and your dad. Yes, that's correct. So, um, yeah, basically, I would, you know, I, I think it's probably a drunken conversation at some point, you know, when, um, you know, probably, probably trying my, my, my beers. We, uh, we we decided that, you know, it was something we wanted to do together. Uh, so, I say I I go and brew uh, once a week uh, at Winkle and sell the beers into uh, Sheffield and the surrounding areas. 
and dad uh, sells the beers into Cheshire and Stoke and things like that so we kind of got a nice customer base on both sides of the Pennines you know um, so yeah it's uh, you know depending on who you ask uh, you know I'm either a Sheffield brewery or a uh, or a Cheshire brewery so local to both places so win-win <laughs> we'll go with Sheffield for yeah, these yeah, Sheffield, uh, yeah. I suppose a, a really obvious question is have you thought about getting your own place now is that something that's likely to be on the cards yeah I mean basically you know you know, I've been doing it for two, it was two years in November the, the Brew Foundation sort of came about so sort of like, so yeah sort of last year you know I've been doing it for, for a year and a bit and and you know it is the obvious next step kind of thing but you know I looked at sort of you know do I get some kit here in Sheffield uh, if so it would mean supplying my customers in Cheshire would be a nightmare if I got somewhere closer that way you know vice versa uh, I wouldn't necessarily sell any more beer if I got my own brewery it just mean that it'd be quite nice you know when people say where's your brewery I could go it's there rather than say well I could be brew at the moment <laughs> and stuff like that so um, so yeah so instead of going down the the you know the, the, the brewery expanding the brewery Route, uh, I basically looked at sort of opening an outlet, which is, you know, was always the plan at some point. So, so hence the Eccleshall Ale Club came about. Um, and, you know, that, that, I think I've made the right decision. I think, you know, in perhaps 12 months' time, I'll reassess the situation and see. But there's, there's definitely a case if it ain't broke, don't fix it at the moment. So, yeah. Anyone that's maybe not aware of the Brew Foundation, tell us a bit about your kind of your core beers and, uh, I, I don't know, maybe which is your favourite? Yeah, well, I, I, I suppose I tend to brew session beers. I have to admit, you know, I, I'm kind of a bit old school myself when it comes to drinking. I, I like to have sort of four or five pints of something that I like. So I tend to brew beers that, that, I, that I like. So, I mean, I, until recently, my strongest beer was a 5%. Um, it was actually an extra special bitter, but, you know, I've now got a sort of six percent white white ipa in the range but most of my beers tend to be sort of ranging from sort of 3.6 to you know late fours tend to be along the on the on the pale side of things um i haven't really got a a a core so to speak you know the cask um availability sort of fluctuates in and out there's a couple of beers I, I, i sort of always have to keep in stock to sort of satisfy customers that have it on all the time so i always have to keep my bitter in stock there's quite a few places i have that on the bar constantly but the 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 rest of the beer range sort of is determined by how the bottle stock's doing so if if i'm running short of bottle stock of a certain type of beer then that tends to mean right i'll 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 brew that put it into cask put it into keg sell that and you know and that sort of um determines the lineup at the moment but at at current counts i think i'm about I should know this, but I'm about sort of eight or nine beers, all of which sort of keep coming back. So, and my favourite of those, um, that's a tough one, and that's like, which is your favourite kid? And I hate kids. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, Sea Bomb is a is a is a favourite of mine because it's a it's a decent session beer. There's loads of sort of basically it's a it's a citra for anyone who hasn't had it. It's a 4.2 session IPA made purely from citra, and the name Sea Bomb uh, comes from the fact that it's hot hot bombed. So the wort's cooled to 80 degrees after boil, shed load more citrus put in, and at 80 degrees 
you get all the sort of the flavour and the aroma from the citra, but not the bitterness. So it packs a nice sort of mangoey punch, but you can sort of knock eight of them back and uh, yeah, and worry about it the next day. <laughs> How many people use it as an excuse just to come to the bar and swear when they order it? Yeah, no, I do like the fact that I can put on Twitter, I've just dropped the sea bomb somewhere and stuff like that. So uh, you know, that's uh, that's always a good thing. Like, I do love a beer pond or a, you know or something like that. So yeah, that's that's one of my proudest moments. Is coming up with that. Uh, the other. The other one that I'm quite pleased of from a beer pun related thing is uh, I do a chocolate cherry porter uh, called Janet's Treat Porter. Not Janet's Street Porter, I don't want to get sued, it's Janet's Treat Porter, which kind of gets people, they, you know, they sort of, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm called Janet. I'm like, right, and then they read it, Janet's Treat Porter, oh, and, and the penny drops kind of thing. So I think, I think that's, my, I've, I've peaked with that one, but if anyone's got any better beer puns that I could use, then, you know, please get in touch at james at thebrewfoundation.co.uk. <laughs> Um, we're seeing a lot of breweries now who are kind of you know diversifying and going down different routes and trying more unusual things, kind of double IPAs, triple IPAs, sours, saisons, all kinds of things. Um, do you have any kind of plans to, to, to kind of explore anything different within the Brew Foundation? Um, possibly. I mean, it's a difficult one. You know, I've often thought about brewing a, a, a sour, you know, brewing a, a super strong one, but... There are breweries that, that, you know, there are Sheffield breweries that sort of, you know, have, have really sort of, you know, have, have got that niche covered really well, you know. I'm known for sort of, you know, for session beers. So, um, you know, if I brewed a sour, you know, I'd, you know, I might sell some of it, but it wouldn't sort of appeal to my, my current core customer base. So, you know, the, the, you know, the latest beer that I've done was a, was a double dry hot pale. So, you know, in the, in the style of, of the, uh, the dippers that are around at the moment, but I did it at 3.9%. So, you know, it's got like, packed with flavour, but, you know, you can, you can have a few of them. So, you know, I've, I've, done, you know, I've done some test brews for sort of, uh, you know, some milkshake IPAs and things like that. So that'll probably be the, the next new style of beer that I do. So something a bit different, but still something that, you know, you can have one and think, that's nice, I'll have another one kind of thing, rather than, uh, you know, have half of it, I appreciate that, but I'll move on to something else kind of thing. So, yeah, the, the, the methodology's always been... Or the ethos, or whatever you want to call it, it's always been sort of yeah, beers that you you know you want another one of kind of thing. So it were, yeah. Okay, and just moving on to the ale club then, where we're, we're sat now. Yeah. Um, one of my locals, I kind of feel like I could probably answer these questions myself talking about this place, but um, what's kind of the ethos here? Because you've kind of talked about the beers that you brew generally being, you know, along a certain kind of, you know, a pale ale sort of lines, but yeah. what you tend to stock here and have on the bar varies quite a bit. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, you know, although it's a Brew Foundation tap, um, you know, I didn't want it to be, you know, um, basically I wanted to give customers choice, you know. I mean, I love going into a bar, you know, I love a, I love a hoppy pale, but I love going into bars and trying, you know, all manners of different beers. So, yeah, now the thing behind the, the Eccleshall Ale Club is, is, you know, we've got a, we've got eight keg, five cask, and on constant rotation, you know, there's, you know, and there's, yeah, of all different styles of beer. So I try and keep, you know, one or two of mine on the bar at all times as it is a brew foundation pub um but no i think you know it's yeah it's uh, there's something for everyone really i know we've touched on um you know future kind of plans for the brewery uh what about future plans on on this side of it then ale club two is that likely to be cropping up anywhere 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I say, I think you know this, this, we're a few months in uh, with, with the Exeter Ale Club. Um, you know, so I don't want to sort of do, do anything too soon. Or you know, the end of this year, then I'll, I'll probably look at the, the business as a whole and sort of think, right, well, you know, what's the next step? Is it is that the brewery side? Is that the is that the outlet side? I mean, I've always you know the, it's called the Exeter Ale Club because if I did ever want to sort of you know open another one, it could be then then an ale club kind of thing. Uh, so I've always got my eye out for the right location, but you know finding the right location is uh, is a is an item. I mean try to open this place on Sharavel Road near where we live um, and you know planning said planning said no um, and you know I think things happen for a reason managed to find this place on Ecclesaw Road and I think you know things worked out for the best but um, but yeah you know if, um, if the right place came along um, then uh, then yeah you know it'd be, uh, be something that we'd be doing so yeah well James thank you for your time no thank you um, and yeah look forward to uh, having some more beers with you <laughs> Thank you to James and the team at the Ecclesall Ale Club. It did take us two attempts. We're, we're blaming the sunshine. It was the first really sunny day of the year, first time that we um, that we uh, that we did it. But we got there in the end. Um, anyway, time for our next uh, fruit-based beer of the evening. Sean, what have we got? Um, we we're going international. I think reasonable. You may have spotted a, a pattern, a light patterns that we, we always tend to have something local. Ashover, not too far away down, just below, below Chesterfield. I always like to have something at least international for us to have a look at as well. So this is Evil Twin Brewing uh, and Evil Twin uh, based originally out of uh, Copenhagen. Gypsy Brewers, Cuckoo Brewers who um, again create some incredible recipes uh, and brew across the world, uh, Scandinavia, North America particularly. Uh, the brother of uh, uh, Jeppe is the brother of uh, Mikel as uh, owner. And so uh, we've got two twin brothers, I think they are, aren't they? Uh, um, with two opposing breweries. Evil Twin, more so over recent years, have leaned a little bit more, basing themselves in Brooklyn, New York, and actually are um, ongoing at the moment in completing their first brewery they will have a brewery at some point this year building that in Brooklyn and uh, they're renowned for big sweet stouts and going daft things I know we once sold a 17.2% uh, Imperial IPA of theirs uh, this though um, fruit based it's called Tropical Super Itchy and it's a passion fruit Berliner Weiss I'm looking so, forward to this uh, um, a beer that um, should reference again one of our, our, our customers and perhaps even a listener. I'll make sure he listens now. I'm going to mention his name. Alan Edwards is a, 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 a sour beer a lover, a customer of ours. He loves other beers as well, but sours are his personal passion. And he um, had this just over a week ago, said it was the best beer he's ever had. Nice. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so wow. passion fruit sour, tropical, super itchy from Evil Twin. Or a, a Danish USA. I'm not quite sure on the <laughs> name again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Are we going to say that like uh, Evil Twin McKellar is like the the, the black sheep? Is it Thwaites? Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah you're right. It like, yeah, yeah. You, uh, so, another, like, brothers. Yeah. I think the Thwaites Brewery and the brothers 
one guy was yeah, the fell out. Tree, but I feel like nobody's made that comparison. Um, no, I don't yeah, think I don't yeah. think that's ever been done before. <laughs> but that's why right. right. I am right in thinking that, yeah. aren't I? That like the Thwait, was it? Are they, are they both Thwait? Is it Thwait's the, the Thwait's family brothers and then Black Sheep was the, was the, the Black one Sheep that, of yeah, the family anyway. Yeah. The Black Sheep. Yeah. Evil twin wow. is the is the evil twin brother of. Honestly, like honestly, until recently, I never knew that Evil Twin was anything to do with like the Mikella sort of people, like people person. So not had this before. So, no. These are the guys that the um, couple of lemonade IPAs they've done. That's it. They were collaborations with Omnipolo. The, is it the? Is it called Bozo? That's Bozo like, beer that's ridiculous a, percentage. Yeah, that was really strong. Was, was that seventeen something? Great. I think Bozo, which had about um, sixteen different adjunct flavors in yeah, there. Uh, yeah. A big massive pastry stout. Yeah, even more. Jesus is a very famous beer of theirs. They they really it, do cover the ranges. It's uh, Laura's, Laura's, Laura's first face taste, taste yeah. and she pulled she the, puckered, <laughs> the proper <laughs> sour face. Big hair. I haven't had a sour that sour in a while. Like it's, uh, it's, it, I think it actually. I think it, I think it actually smells more like it's going to be sour than it actually mm. is. Oh, I think it's really. It's got a smell. It's got It's got a really unusual smell that I can't really put a finger on. Like mm. almost like a kind of like. A, I'm gonna say like a cactusy kind of. I don't. Well, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. like yeah, savoury hint yeah, in the aroma. A yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Really, like you can really smell it even from like not putting your nose to it. I can smell it from 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 seeing it. I mean, there's, there's oh, a fine line. The aroma is different. Like, a sour, a Berlin of ice, mm. and, and a, a goza where you actually have got mm. the salt this that goes test, into it. Test for us this one. What does that smell like to you? <laughs> oh, is it? That's a brilliant tongue, face. Out. We should point out Russ is not really a fan of sours. Uh, but he's got a lovely big glass full of this. I have a foot in sort of a familiar smell to you. Like, yeah. The smell I doesn't. Just, I'm thinking like cactus kind of. Like, yeah. cactus. How many cactus do you smell? I smell all. I've got two cactus in but it's, it's, it's a fruit. It's a. I think I it does smell like passion fruit. Yeah, or aloe vera. Aloe vera. I smell the same vera. That's a name for a beer, sure. Aloe vera. Northern beer. You know how we were saying there with the first beer that it would probably be a good crossover beer? And it still tastes like a beer. If you gave this. To someone that doesn't like beer. Then I don't think they'd even know if it was a beer. No, no, they don't. No, I agree. It's got that cider, yeah. This, this for me is one of those that after two or three mouthfuls it starts coming into its own. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm a big fan of sours. I, I think, think it's, it's delicious. Brilliant. I think it's absolutely it's, lovely. It's much more complex than some of the like, yeah. like, it's just like, like it's just but it's not dry as I can't. It's not, I can't. It's not too much. It's not over no, the top. It's four point five percent. And again, that's probably stronger than Carlin, and you just can't imagine. I don't think Carlin Dave would particularly no. appreciate this. It tastes like a melted Solero. I think it's the most aromatic. Yes. I think it's the most aromatic sour I've had. It's not flavoured by something like obvious, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that sort of tropical fruit juice yeah. breakfast thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You could have that for breakfast very easily. Oh, that's a great idea. It's just like that blow on your spare counter, Yeah, actually, we did have, uh, it was our wedding anniversary a few weeks ago, and I really like Buck's Fizz. Yes. Which what, the band? Christmas <laughs> Day. <laughs> well, both. But Make yeah, I'm, I'm quite, I have quite a penchant for a nice little Buck's Fizz in the morning, and we didn't have any, but we had. Tangerine tart from uh, Fierce instead, yeah. and it was great, and it was such a good alternative. And I think this fits nicely Dimension. in the uh, Christmas morning. Yeah. You don't, you know, 
fancy a book Some Christmas book. I don't want to spoil <laughs> your beer credentials. Sort of, kind of beer. I think I might have mentioned it like on the um, episode three, which yeah. was the the North Brewing one, which is the orange. Oh yeah. Oh, curious and, orange. Yeah, and I, yeah. Like, my, like, like I said, my, I said it again, but my friend said like I could drink that for breakfast. It did. It did taste mm. like that nice, not orange juice or not um, grapefruit juice. That you know the breakfast juice, which mm. is like a mix. Yeah, mm. yeah I mean, you can buy it as like a thing. Huh? It's can. like a breakfast. Yeah, yeah it's you like can. that. But it's, well, that was, similar to that. That was quite strong, wasn't it, Curious Orange? That was yeah, six, about six, six yeah. point something, whereas this at four point something, you actually could literally drink it for breakfast if you want. See wanted. what, this is the uh, smiliest beer we've we've ever tasted so far. We were Walking around the timber, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a grimace from Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that could see teeth. Well, so do you know, call it a smile. Do you know what? It's got a ra- it's really nice taste. You're, you're galloping down that. I know, I'm, I'm tasting it. You, I had do a big, like. you had a big glass of that. I thought, I did. You nearly finished it. I, I like the taste. I don't like what it does to me. In terms of my face is folding in on itself. But <laughs> the taste is there and I get the taste. It's nice. I can drink it as much as what I've had. So which there's is a what? physicality about Third. that that you don't like. Yeah. The, the squelching. So I don't want to have to sort of feel uncomfortable. It's like a sensation of a like kind of. It's a sensation more, yes. than, it's a sensation, than, yes. more yes. than the actual taste. Yeah. So like yeah. You're saying that you're coming round to, you're understanding Whoa, a sour yeah. beer. I'm understanding. But that's much sour than the like, yeah, I mean, I have, had last time. I've had sours that I can happily drink. I've had more, well, less so than the ones that I can't drink. I just don't like. It's that, not that sour, it's more... It's, got, it's more like there's more to it. Mm. It's, it does, it's complex. It's like, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's Sours in the traditional um, sense of the word. Sour, a Berlin of Ice is, a, is, is you would normally drink in, like syrup, in Germany with a syrup in, yeah, which would just take the edge off it. Uh, and I, the, the first time that, that I went to uh, Berlin, went in a kind of you know, a, a really decent um, beer place uh, and said, Do you have anything that's sour? And they went, Well, we've got the Berlin of Ice, but we serve it with syrup in. So I'm like, oh, can I have it without the syrup in? And they were like, What? <laughs> What? What? And they oh, totally right, like, just didn't yeah, didn't, un- didn't get it. Didn't really yeah. understand why why I would do that. And now it's become like a recognised beer type in its own. Can I throw one more uh, reminisce of my lovely afternoon at the brew your birthday party in here? Yeah, right. yeah, they right. make a Berlin of Ice. I think it's two point eight percent, and it is just you know it's completely straight Berlin of Ice. But they served it in this little hoptail lounge that they had. Um, with 14 different syrups that were just wow. on the edge of the bar. So you bought your beer, but then you could choose and kind of make your own. Um, like a cocktail. Little, well, if you <laughs> oh, yeah. Cocktail, yeah. <laughs> but you could just pop whatever you wanted. I think in I mentioned. It's a really uh, nice uh, idea. Sean kind of give me the eye, but like uh, I think I mentioned this before. Oh, it's fine because I, I thought about it exactly the same time. Is that when um, Lost Interest did their original mojito sour, which is like a, that's about five six percent, and they turn up to like. Um, the shaky and they would drop this kind of glass on the well, bottle on the table which was like a I think it was like a JD Jack Jones bottle and it's like alright this has got some like mint syrup in it just basically do what you want like, to put as much as you want in there you drink some you can retop it up and it was like whoa it's like this kind of next level drinking experience <laughs> where like I bought this beer and I've got this extra kind of thing that I can just add off because it's really nice mix my own beer and like, I don't yeah. think I ever did that since then but that was like such a cool idea yeah, so were you were you pretty much a mixologist I was a pretty much a mixologist <laughs> a mixologist I'm working on an idea in my head now which is I can't find it on the beer list I'm working on an idea, an idea for 
So this is combining, literal combining of, of beer and cocktails. It's a bocktail. So it's a bock-based beer with a bit of fruit thrown in. Like an umbrella, you know, fancy umbrella, maybe with like a parrot hanging off it that you put in the... Uh, I yeah. say this is not yeah. getting yeah. my... Uh, so it's interesting yeah. that you said, Sean, this is the most smiley <laughs> beer, and yet I have to wipe that smile off everyone's face with the idea <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. yeah. bock I think a bock's the like, least kind of style yeah, of beer. Yeah, it is really it, lean. Well, that's yeah. really like kind of refreshing. It's like brown. It's going to tell your brain. I'll tell you what, the best idea ever. Laura mentioned that this was like melted Soleros. This is perhaps going uh, 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 beer aficionados might be disgusted, but this frozen as as slush puppy or ice I think I would say it's like a Solero with sort of like a full a full lemon squeeze on it. Yeah, get these. Oh, like get this idea. frozen. Yeah, get this like in your ice trays. Yeah. <laughs> At the cinema, but yeah. with beer. Why is it itchy? <laughs> Is it anything to do with like? It like, contains the crabs virus. Oh, <laughs> as you'll find out tomorrow. Full of herpes. Yeah. <laughs> so this was made in Boston, apparently. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to Boston, Massachusetts. It's just. It's just a bit of a hipster it's, word, isn't it? Itchy. Is it? I yeah. Don't know. It's like you know, if you've got a big beard, it becomes itchy. My tongue feels yeah, itchy. A lot of industry guys are like itchy. You know, with that the beards. Be um, my, my tongue does feel slightly itchy, sort of. Yeah, what's his name again? Donking. 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 Mike. No doubt would have a scratch if he'd got fingers and might be. That might be one um, for. Well, I'm off to Berlin. I don't think it's a next Would you say that it's not a very typical evil twin beer, though? Would you say. Um, not, yeah, they'll, 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 have done, they'll have done some sours before. What I don't know what I don't yeah. know if there is a typical evil twin beer. No, there isn't. That's a good answer. They just go at everything. Well, I think the uh, the evil twin went down pretty well with the majority of our panel, maybe with one exception. Uh, on to our last beer of the night, and we're coming a little bit closer to home. Sean? Yeah, we're uh, Thornbridge. We have gone for uh, a new beer from them, although utilising one of the, um, the classic, perhaps, um, original modern craft beers, you might say, Halcyon. Which has been loaded for some years from from Thornbridge, and uh, Thornbridge continue to brew Halcyon and available for sale in all good outlets and pubs and bars. But I've done a couple of variants on that in the last year, and uh, probably this time last year um, it was the Mango Halcyon that we mentioned earlier. So we're finishing off tonight with the uh, 7.4% Pineapple Halcyon, uh, which has been out for maybe three weeks or so now and uh, again proving popular and who's so had this before because I've, I've, I've had it bottles I've yeah, had it yeah. you've had it you've had it bottled as well I don't, it. I don't think I've had it keg now I missed it actually anyone had it on keg no I'm not trying to I don't I, I, so I, I had it in a bottle from the Stag's Head which is one of my locals uh, and I, when I ordered it and he went have you had it on keg and I went no and he went oh it's loads better on keg he said it's all right in bottles, but it's loads better on keg. Did they have it on keg that night? No. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I had a bit you of a stupid to bottle. buy it on bottles. <laughs> yeah. keg. Um, um, I'll, I'll put my thought first. Uh, basically, is that I don't think you can beat the original house here. I don't I think it's literally. It like, have to be. A, this I is think, a, diff, a different beer. Yeah, just a, yeah it I mean, have to I, be a competition. I, no, perhaps. I mean adding something to it basically it doesn't. It doesn't seem to improve it to me. 
Right. I, I had I wasn't blown away with Mango House no, last year. This is and better I'm not, than I'm, Mango House. It is better. It's better. It's better. I'm still not blown away with it. And I think the reason is that what is it, seven point is it seven point four percent? Seven point four. And for me it tastes stronger than a lot of beers that you get now that are between seven, eight, nine percent. Yeah. Is that that's the bitterness though perhaps coming through? Is that maybe that mi- bitter maybe it mouth is. it leaves? I think your mouth. In the last couple of years my sort of palate has become yeah. conditioned yeah. that you can have a beer that's quite strong. Yeah. And the strength is not about really tasting the alcohol, it. it's about what it adds to the beer yeah. and the complexity that, that it, it gives yeah. it. Um, Do you think still room, room for beers though? This is allowing the the kind of the, the alcohol taste to override whatever the fruit's given to it. Yeah, yeah feel like, and yeah, that maybe, was the issue I had maybe, with maybe the mango. That, that, that would be deliberate, though. That, that's as that, a seven point four percent beer. Yeah, they they, they, they want to give. I think. Uh, I actually. The, the, the I actually don't really get nice. too much no. of a boozy. It's, it's not, from no. it. I think maybe like Sean might understand because as, as a West Coast kind of. Yeah. It's slightly like West Coast sort of style. The, yeah. The if it's not soft. It, it, it's it, it feels like stronger. I'm, dull, I'm dulling that West Coast yeah. kick that you're getting. Yeah. And maybe I'm kind of going. Well, I really like what it is. Adding some fruit, soft, softening it with some fruit is yeah. just making it for me, not not as yeah. impactful. Right. I, I, I just feel that it overrides the, the fruit flavour. I don't find it boozy. Mm. Maybe it's maybe it's for me it's in comparison what else what else we've drunk tonight. I don't this know. is a less smiley beer than our, uh, our previous record smiley beer. Original Halcyon is one like my absolute favourite. Mm. And I have drunk original Halcyon recently, like mm. with it probably since this. And I will try and have it now and again, whether it's bottle or on keg, because it will still get it on keg in like Hallamshire and things like that. And it's still, it's still brilliant for its strength. And I think like it stands up. And it, it, they were making that. Like I said, I've had that on cask. Probably. It still gets uh, general two, acclaim. From I've had that, it on from, cask on the old color because they went to a green color label, back to a blue label. Like back when it was like the old one, I'm thinking, and it was too heavy on cask. This is like probably eight years ago, maybe. They were among the first kind of really strong beers that, oh, yeah. that they were kind of Halcyon, yeah. Bear State. Yeah. Uh, when the idea of like an eight percent beer just blew me away, I was like, well, you, "That's like wine. You can't have that. You can't have it." Uh, well, and, and I was like amazed by it. And now I'm, mm. you know, it's it's so commonplace now. I think that beer, if you if you uh, compare it with other things, you're getting into more dangerous territory. If you judge it on what it should be, Imperial. IPA, bitterness, and pineapple, I think it delivers all it, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it all those boxes so, yeah. so they nail what they want it to no, be. It's a brilliant rather beer. Than it no, I, I think you're absolutely else. right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brilliant beer. I think that it's like, that to me, it doesn't improve original house Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like you, just, matter, you, just, though, sure. you know, when you like to start messing with something, don't break what isn't, you know, yeah. don't fix what isn't broken. This is, just, this is just, it a, is, but I think I would have done it with Halcyon. I think I would have done it with Halcyon. Yeah. Like, I really like Abacaxi, which was the sour pineapple they did last year. Yeah. Um, so, if they'd done that and called it something else, do you think you would like the beer better? Um, no. Oh, maybe pineapple psychologically. Express. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think I would have liked it more than original house, you know, either way. But yeah. maybe, yeah, psychologically, might it felt me a bit more comfortable. I don't think I really like, like you mentioned, Bearstate, which is only probably a year or yeah. two, maybe like a fairly new West Coast style that yeah. they do. I wouldn't come into that straight away, but I think it was maybe all the the, the noise of the industry, which all the mm. other beers that 
as some as some people like us guys who probably are really spoiled by Thornbridge, which we get them. We have five five or six Thornbridge pubs yeah. in Sheffield, which literally you can walk up and you can get mm. what at least you'll, you'll get everything that's released mm. instantly. Mm. Um, and you'll get what six probably five six cask, probably the same on keg. So it's easy to overlook all the bottle thing. So we, it, it's normal for us. So it's a bit of a benchmark, and mm. I think years ago when they were just like the absolute and they still are really the, the, the grandmas they could turn their thing to any kind of style and it'll be mm. brilliant I think it's because they're very classic in their style that you, someone goes, comes and goes a bit modern and a bit funky that sometimes you kind of go oh well you know you did that New England style it wasn't really quite as good as theirs but mm. it's because well they're, they're not really focusing on it as much as you are yeah, that's your that's your mm, thing yeah. you know what I mean but the, 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 yeah, um, I think the the first was it the first or maybe the second hot cast that we did uh, where I was lauding um, Tullamine as being yeah. like you know, and, and still to this day I think it's probably oh, that one, is of, really one of if not the, the best hour that I've ever had and it is it's some it's somewhere on um, on tap again now because someone tweeted it to us the other day yeah, and I'm like I need, to, I need to find that <laughs> I need more of that in my life um, yeah I think Thornbridge do some stuff brilliantly for me this is just a bit too strong it just doesn't need to be as strong it, it would work just as well, uh, like a, a 4.5 percent pineapple Chiron beer. or something. Yeah, that, yeah, that for me would just work just a little bit better. And th- I'm not saying there's anything bad about it in, in its current state. And um, you know, uh, they do seem to have kind of gone down this route of every year they add a certain fruit to Halcyon and make a something Halcyon. I'm sure that will continue. And um, you know, fair play. It's just yeah. For, Is for it me, on, it, it worked better. Yeah, available on cask. I've not seen this on cast. No, I've not seen Halcyon generally on cast. cast no, for I've not. Time. I, I remember exactly where I had it. It was in the University Arms, and I reckon it's probably eight, yes, eight years ago. And yeah, I remember thinking it was really quite hard to get through yeah. because it's quite like. I think in my mind, I'm trying to compare it to the Ashover Pineapple IPA mm. that I've tried. Yeah. It's six and a half percent, so it's well, it's, yeah, it's, it's high. It's a little bit off, and but neck. yeah. And I think the Ashover one's got a bit more on it, a bit more to uh, a bit more taste so, and a bit so more Janine, drinkable. Janine factors. Dom. There we go. Yeah. Like I, said, uh, I, think maybe, I agree with the booziness, though. I think maybe they, maybe they just need to make a pineapple kind of the high strength, yeah, pale slash IPA, and Do not different. try and drag. Halcyon name into it because it is oh, a well well love, respected. You love it, but you? you know it, it's a well respected beer. I think like yeah. when you, you can go to some other podcasts like Beer uh, Beer uh, Clock Show and Steve is up there with oh, his absolute yeah, yeah. pinnacle really of favourite yeah. beers. Hi Steve, and um, <laughs> I, I don't know what he thinks about it, but I imagine that he probably thinks the same thing. To be honest, to be we'll honest. get him to we'll get him to tweet his thoughts yeah, on pineapple Halcyon. It is almost time for us to go. We've got two things to do. Firstly, this is your you know, two-minute warning to uh, to be picking your beer of the night. Uh, but also, so next month, the June edition of the Sheffield Hopcast is our Beer World Cup. Um, now, we'll save the finer details of this until June. So basically, me, Adam, Laura, Sean, uh, we are all going to pick out two countries who are in the World Cup. And uh, we've got two categories for this. We've got seeded countries and unseeded countries. Um, it's me that's picked these. So basically, the seeded countries are the ones that it's quite easy to get a beer that hails from that country. The unseeded countries 
are the ones that are in the World Cup where it's a little bit more complex to be able to track down uh, a good beer from that particular country. So I'll tell you who, who they are. So we've got the seeded uh, countries are England, Germany, Belgium and Denmark. The unseeded countries, Australia, Spain, Mexico and Japan. It's England, surely. Are we in England? Basically, we are each going to pick one seeded, one unseeded. We have a month for us to uh, so get a beer from each of our countries. And then the, the June Hopcast will be basically our battle to the death. To the literal final. death as well. To the literal death of who Three will remain. We're coming in the, in the kits of our teams. So we're going to go. Got a ref first. So we keep it this secret what we get. No, no, you've got to tell people. Okay. You've got to tell people. Okay. So this oh, is your this is seeded. Seeded country seeded. first. Oh, I'm nervous. Nervous. You don't know me what's England. No, I just don't know where the hell I'm going to find right. a beer from Australia. Laura, you put your seeded country next. There's loads of Australian beers. So Adam has got England. 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 Easy, easy. Laura's picking hers. Actually, probably difficult. Sean, can you give me a really good beer, please? I've got Denmark. That's yeah. my seat. Carlsberg, go on then. I have um, Belgium. Easy win for me, I'm afraid. Which leaves me with Germany as my seeded country. Oh, you're off there a bit, bit of a fix. Now. Now. Germany all the time. Oh, well. yeah. Now. <laughs> Hey, I was the last one. You all picked one first. <laughs> Everyone, right. sorry. Uh, now we're going to go unseeded. We're going to go the other way around. So, Sean, you pick your unseeded country first. So these are the ones that's going to be a little bit more difficult. A little bit more work to be involved. We might need to call a little bit on uh, on some help on social media. People that might yeah. be able to point us in the right direction for a beer from these. Well done, eight one, you know. <laughs> oh, I got my Get in there. <laughs> so my unseeded team is Australia. Australia, right? Probably I've got Mexico. <laughs> oh, I've got Japan. Adam's got Japan. Mexico. Which leaves me with Spain. So let's summarise then. Spain. I've got Germany and Spain. Quite easy. I've got England and Japan. Denmark and Mexico. And I've got Belgium and Australia. Obviously, I mean, I mean, I, you, I am, you, you start kind well, of a goal down uh, due to the uh, fact uh, that you actually run a beer as shop. A, as a result, I, be I, would, I would install myself as even money favourite. Can you get some good deals? I would say, like I would say <laughs> James, perhaps three to one. Laura's got a toughie, Mexico. Uh, so let's say six to one. In a street food chef, Adam, right? Japan and England <laughs> is a rank outsider. Uh, Japan, 30, 30, 33, 33 to one. Yeah. Okay, I'll give him more if 30, I want. 33s. <laughs> We've got to agree on some rules here. Uh, are we saying that the beer that you pick has to come from that country or be in the style of a beer from that country? Come, come from, from that country. Come from Absolutely. Country. Of course. You unanimously agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's too, that too ambiguous otherwise. I can't even believe you've asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Now he knows what teams he's got, he's trying to cheat no, his way. Uh, to be honest, I was thinking more for um, Laura maybe with uh, Mexico. There's quite know. a few Mexican, obviously Magic I, um, Rock did the, the Mexican it's sort of beer. street food chef, they've got yeah. some Day of the Dead beers yeah, yeah, in yeah, there. Right. Right. No it's a good excuse for a holiday to Mexico in the next month. Have a word with Jim. You know, well, Jim's off to America without me this month. Not so bad to travel. Maybe he'll be able to just travel down the border. It'll be like an hour to climb the wall. That's no one Trump has woken up wall and he can just uh, chuck us one out. Uh, yeah, easy win. I'm sorry to keep yeah. repeating it. Well, 
Wish me luck, everyone. Well, so the idea will be we now both have, uh, we now all have a month to pick out our two beers that we're going to bring to our um, Beer World Cup. We may well call on a little bit of help from um, from our, our listenership to help us track down the best beers that we can get for, particularly for our unseeded countries. Uh, not for Sean, because obviously he'll just cheat and go through a catalogue or something. And <laughs> catalogue? And what, what, hashtag what? help. That's how it works, isn't it? Help you, 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 you flip through page to page. Clay. <laughs> magazine, which one you want. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a more... It's a more modern, fiercer online world is it? now, which is, yeah, no catalogues. I, I do, I'm just making the point, I feel like a slight advantage over, I, I, over I, the rest I, of I, It should be pointed out as well that um, Russ obviously has not picked out any countries, but gets the unenviable task of when we do the Beer World Cup, we have um, okay. we have our, 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 our first round stage, we have semi-finals, and it gets down to a final, we whittle it down to two beers, and uh, Russ will have to choose the best of those two beers. And it will all be uh, a blind Howard. taste testing. Is our Howard, um, come on. Howard, Howard Webb. Howard Webb, is our Howard, Howard Webb. Webb. Is Howard Webb. Take that, Yvonne Bach. Howard Look Webb. him up if you don't know. At least I'm not Clattenberg. <laughs> he still is, I could actually probably get hold of him and get him to come along oh, and, and help yeah, us. Howard so. Webb. <laughs> oh, actually, Russ, Russ you've just been, yeah, you've just been removed. Get Howard Webb on. But I still like to come along and be like, hello, Howard He's got to come in his kit. Oh, please get Howard Webb. No, we'll, we'll only accept him if it's he comes some... full kit. It's yeah, full, full kit. Well, he's got a kit, full kit, bang on. Hashtag full kit, wanker. We have one task, Howard Webb full kit, one task left to do. <laughs> Never come on. One task left to do tonight, which is to pick out our beer of the night. There's five of us, so it can't be a draw. Um, so let's go with... Laura to pick out her favourite beer of the night first. Tropical super issue. That was a very definite, um, very quick I'll, answer. I will we're say I really enjoyed all of the beers that we've had tonight. I think they've oh, sure. they've all fulfilled the brief really nicely there as well. And you know the fruit has really come through without them tasting like you said, then they haven't been fruit beers, they've been very definitively beer with fruit. Um, but yeah, I just absolutely loved the evil twin. Okay, um, it's probably fair next, just to balance it out, to probably go to Russ next, because I'm guessing you're not <laughs> going to pick the same beer. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Damson Porter, Ash Over. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I've got, yeah, just, I like that. I'm, I'm going to let myself best. go next. Uh, I am also going to pick out the Evil Twin Tropical Super Itchy. So two votes for that, one vote for the Ash Over. Let's go to Shaw. Um, I'm going to level it. I am going for uh, Ashover's Damson Porter. Uh, my second would have been the uh, the sour uh, from so Evil Twin. I think this is the mine second wouldn't. month in a row. I don't know where you get the, yeah, the, the golden ticket. Vote. I think I'm going to go on what surprised me most. Is, you, is yours one of the two that's uh, neck and neck? Yeah. All right. Easy win for Ashover. No, it is, it's genuinely going to be that. Go on, Adam. Wow. And it Go is on. for that reason that, like... Yay. I kind of expected the Evil Twin to be as good as it, good as it is, basically. It's absolutely amazing. And um, on any other day, I would probably blind taste would pick that. But for something that like I would never expect it to enjoy as much as that, I'm going to go for the Ash Over. That is a real turn up for the books, because I would have thought before we started that would have been the rank outsider I tonight. I would have said myself that I should yeah, I would We're, have a, we're a bunch of trad drinkers, we need to well, get no, down no, our no. next cask, let's get them cask beers. Tell you what, so I say, forget I'm, the I'm, keg. I'm, forget I'm, the keg. I'm not a craft wanker, so it's fine. Well, there we go. On that bombshell, in um, 
Jeremy Clarkson. True Jeremy Clarkson style, yes. Uh, our our beer of the night is the Damson Porter from Ashover Brewery. Um, so we'll wrap things up. Um, as I say, it's our um, Beer World Cup a month from now um, in our June edition. It won't be too football-y either, will podcast. it? It won't. No. I mean, it will be very beer. Laura will keep us in check. It will be wholly dependent on the football. <laughs> no. uh, if you are heading down to uh, Sheffield University to the Students' Union uh, Beer and Cider Festival of course the weekend, keep an eye out for us. We are, um, I think most of us are here at some point yeah, over the course of the Friday of the weekend. Enjoy the sunshine and we will speak to you next month.